when I think about Christmas, I think about generations. Even sitting in this room right now, there's multiple generations. And, I, and I've asked Oxygen purposely to stay in. Because this is a message for you too. All the Oxygen people that are in here, every generation, this is a message for you. Um, the intermediate high school as well as... As, as well, because when we get together for Christmas dinner, Christmas lunch, we're there with, uh, with, your, with your mom, grandparents, and their weird uncle that's always drunk on the couch, and, uh, <laughs> and all these kind of, uh, is anybody one of those uncles? Anyway, uh, <laughs> you could be that person. No, just kidding. Um, but it's a generation coming together, and because we're um, talking about generations, in fact, the title of my message today is Forgotten Generation. Forgotten Generation. And even the title, Forgotten Generation, seems a bit of a downer. So just to cheer up, cheer up the atmosphere back in this room again, I thought I'd show you a picture of me when I was a, when I was a baby. I've got a baby photo. I'd love for you to share. Here it is. Um, this, is, this, is back in the, uh, this is back in the 80s when I was a baby. And uh, you can tell it's the 80s because it's Ghetto Blaster. I've still got the same hairstyle from back then. It's, it's amazing. Um, I thought I'd just kind of like, don't let the, the cuteness of this photo overwhelm you, okay? Let's just... Just bring, it, uh, bring us back here. But, but here's a phrase, here's a phrase um, that, that I love to say, that, the, that um, the children are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Children are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Children are, 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 are not, oh, well, let's just put them away there so us adults can come together and do the real deal here. No, no, they're the church of today. They really are. So who is the church of tomorrow? The church of tomorrow is the unborn generation. The unborn generation is the church of tomorrow. And our children are the ministers to that unborn generation. They really are. And our children minister, so still minister today. Um, before, um, before we became senior pastors, we used to be children pastors, youth pastors, children pastors, family ministries pastors. All over, anyway, we used to look after all the children. And so um, back when, way back in there, I'm going to put on my children's pastor's hat. And speak to everybody here. And so, Power Zone. Power Zone is actually an acronym. And um, so, I want to share a bit about this acronym that we used to have. And, and it's the word power. We're not going to go through zone. Power. So, the first letter P. What do you think P stands for? All very good words. It stands for pray. P stands for pray. And, and as children love to pray. And I encourage you, find ways to get your children involved in prayer. Children love to pray. Uh, so we, we pray for your children. If, don't, let them, don't just make prayer when you eat your food. Thank you, Father, for food. We Amen. And then move on. Okay, now to the main event, the food. Okay, but teach them to pray and get them involved in praying. Children love to pray. You lay hands on them, pray for them, pray for when they're sore. Because guess what happened when they're sick? When you're sick, they'll come and they'll lay hands on you and begin to pray for you. Get them involved in prayer. We have, we, uh, for years, we've been doing family prayer in the morning before the kids go to school. Seven o'clock, all the kids get up and they all individually begin to pray before we, we end the prayer in the Lord's Prayer together as a family, and this is something we've done for years and years and years. Kids love to pray. One time, I remember, uh, it was, um, I was a youth pastor, and I'm, I'm working on my, my, my message for youth, um, and um, being a youth pastor, you're always leaving a message to the last moment, and working on your, <laughs> got to get this message together, and, and my kids were annoying me. Anybody got kids that annoy you? Well, they were, they were annoying me, and, and, and this, this is my, uh, this is Orlina and Rayla, they're my two younger girls. And they're still annoying today. No, just kidding. Are they in here? I don't know them. Anyway, and they keep coming up to me. I'm trying to work on my message. It was Guy Fawkes. 
They keep asking me that question, Dad, when are we beginning Guy Fawkes? When are we doing the fireworks? When are we starting fireworks? And I said to them, I said to them, what's the weather like? And they went out and said, it's raining. I said, well, go and pray. So they go in their room and then they pray. And so, reason I told them to go and pray, not because I was all spiritual, it's because, it's because I wanted to get rid of them. They were annoying me and I wanted to finish my message. Anyway, I'm in the kitchen working on this message and then they run out. They run outside, open the door, and I can overhear them say, oh, there was disappointment in their voices. They're, they're very disappointed. They go, oh, it's, 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 um, it's still raining. God hasn't heard our prayers. And when I heard that, all of a sudden, I became invested in their prayer. And I called them back in. I said, go back and pray again. Go back and pray again. And they went, and then I started praying. I started praying. See, I just sent them away because they were being annoying, but now their prayers invited me into the prayer. And I began to pray, Lord, Lord, I pray may it stop raining. These girls, your daughters, could you come through for them? And then I could hear my girls running back out after they did the prayer. They, they run outside and they go, it stopped raining. And I was saying, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Then we went under the fire because I left my message. And, uh, but kids love to pray. Find ways of getting your children involved in prayer. Children love to pray. And then, then we got O. What do, you, what do you think O stands for? O for awesome. <laughs> we, we, we get that in every service. O for awesome. Thank you, thank you David Tor, for, for, for that, uh, making that now an actual word. Uh, o for awesome. And uh, it's the word O stands for obey. We all know children love to obey. No, no. no it's not that. It says children, what, what this word obey, it's obey the word of God. Children, that, they love not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Children love to be doers of the word. Did you know that? It's our responsibility to teach our children the Bible. It is our responsibility to teach them the word of God. Children love to, to obey and hear the word of God. You, you, may be, you may be here and you may think, well, I don't really know much about the Bible. Well, maybe this is your first time and, and um, you, you actually never read the Bible before. Let this be an opportunity for you to grow in your faith as you pick up the Bible and you begin to read to the children the stories in the Bible. You're reading it for the very first time. You're learning. Let it be an opportunity for your faith to begin to grow as well. When I, years ago, when I first started started um, uh, in youth ministry, you know, I knew nothing. But it was through teaching I began to learn and begin to grow. And that's where it all starts. Children love to, love to be doers as well as, not just hearers, but doers. But it's our responsibility to teach and to pray. And then we've got W. W stands for worship. Stands for, children love to worship. They really do. We think, oh, well, that's only what adults do. Honestly, uh, I grew up in Sunday school. Anybody remember Sunday school? And, you know, you just hear the kids sing. They sing from the top of... The kids love to sing. They love to worship. love to lift up their hands and, and praise God. Um, back, back in the days when I used to have a CD player, remember things called CDs? Kind of like these little Frisbees. I used to have this one CD. They're like, we don't have a CD anymore. I don't even have a CD player anymore. And I'm like, there's nothing in the car. So I used to have this Hillsong CD, and the kids would fight over which songs they wanted to listen to. Now that they're all grown up and they're all teenagers, now they sit in the car with the earphones on. <laughs> But anyway, they love, in, my, in my car, there's only one radio station, and it's not radio sports. Um, that doesn't exist anymore, but it is Life FM. Love Life FM. It, it is hands down uh, my favorite. I used to love My FM um, and all those things. And, and, uh, and my radio, I had a Japanese radio, you know, and it didn't go to that frequency. So I just started listening to other stuff. Anyway, I got a car that could listen to My FM again, which I love. And then I started listening to it again, My FM. 
And as I was listening to my family, all these songs had, had all these swear words in it, but they were, they were, they were kind of like dubbed out. I was thinking, oh my goodness, weird. our music has become very downgraded. And then I switched over to Life FM, and all of a sudden, life began to fill the car. Now we're just life only. So it went from my to life, my life. Anyway, <laughs> E, what do you think E stands for? E for enough. That's enough, kids. Go. No. E stands for e-joy. 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 No. Enjoy. E stands for enjoy. Yeah. That shouldn't be spelled with an I. No. Enjoy. 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 Anyway. Enjoy. It stands for enjoy. And, and what I mean by that is kids love to enjoy the presence of God. You know, we, we love the presence of God. Did you know children love the presence of God as well? Did you know that, that God speaks to our children just like God speaks to us today? You know, um, Elliot was on stage and, and, and God spoke to him about our son on the, on, on the drums, about Price on the drums. God spoke to him. And God speaks, just like God spoke to Moses, God spoke, spoke to the prophets of old. He speaks to us today and he speaks to our children. I used to run the, and when, back in the days, I used to do what's called God Space in our kids' ministry. And God Space is kind of like, it's kind of like soaking service, if you've been involved in a soaking service, but it's for children. So what we'll do, well, I'll get the children to lay on the floor, yeah, lay on the floor, and then I'll play worship music. And, then, and I said, close your eyes. And I said, what, what I want you to do is just, just, just focus on God. And I want you to I'm asking, ask God this one question. God, what are you saying to me right now? God, what are you saying to me right now? And then, um, then I'll give them an opportunity at the end of the worship, if they wanted to, they can get up and wear these tables set up with, with pens and paper, and they can begin to draw pictures where God, express what God is saying to them or write words. And, and so these kids will begin to do that, and I'll give them an opportunity to share what God has been saying to them. And so we've, honestly, honestly, you know, as a children's pastor, my job was to minister to the children. But did you know what? The kids were ministering to me. They were. Many times they ministered to me. And they'll come, this kid will get caught up holding up this picture, and it's a tree. And I was like, it's a tree. I was going, God spoke to you about a tree? Because, well, God said that I am the tree. And God said, and the roots going down is going down into who God is. And as I begin to go deeper into God, God, and then my, my, my leaves will begin to grow in all who God has called me to be. And I was like, whoa, that's deep. This. And then another kid came up and it was a picture of a bird with a twig, twig in its mouth, right? And, uh, and I said, what does this picture mean? And the kid goes, I don't know. I said, okay, go sit down. <laughs> so, okay, sit down and all the other kids come share what, what God has been speaking to them. Then the kid gets back up again, God told me what this picture means. I said, okay, what did God say? God said that I am the bird and the twig is his word and that God has called me to take his word to everybody around me. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, God speaks to our children. And, and these kids were prophesying. From, um, they were prophesying what God was saying to them. You know, you know, um, children, enjoy the presence of God. Let's create environments where children can begin to express what God is saying. Kids aren't, th this, isn't, this isn't just, okay, here, now the big people here, we can do real church. No, 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 no. Children are the church of today. God is speaking and moving and, and working through them. We've got amazing kids, kids leaders in there. They're doing a phenomenal job. And, and, and I take my, my hat off, if I was wearing a hat, I'll take it off and, to them. And I encourage you, if there are people in this room, you want to get involved in children's ministry, it is real church. 
it's not a babysitting area. It's real church. These kids are worshiping God. It's, it's real church. And they enjoy the presence of God. And then there's R. R stands for? It's, uh, rebel, because that's so rebellious. No, it stands for reach. Reach. Children love, children love to reach people for the gospel. Did you know that? I always say this. Our children are the greatest evangelists. Have any of your children ever come up to you and said, can I bring my friend to church? Uh, years ago, um, years ago when Price, you know, see Price on the drums, when he was just a wee fella to a, uh, to a grasshopper, knee high to a grasshopper, is that the phrase? Just a young fella, and Hans and Samuel driving me nuts as a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> they're running around. Te Pari wasn't even born then. Um, but we used to bring so many children to church. <laughs> Lots of children to church. And people used to come up to him and go, Hans, you and Paul are amazing. Look, you got a, you got a ministry on your life, bringing, you know, you got all these, you're bringing all these kids to church. And I was like, Lord, no, 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 you got this all wrong. I'm not bringing, I mean, these, church, these kids coming to church, it's not us. It's our kids. Our kids are, are inviting their friends to church. And I was like, well, if we've got a seat, spare seat, they can jump in. The problem was they invited everybody. And we didn't have any more seats. So we're doing like two to three trips back and forth from a house from, from well, that time we're living on Polt's Corner to church when we used to be in Corfi Street. And so, uh, and, and, and you know what? Some of those children today are still in church today. Yeah. They're now adults with their own children, still in church today. Our children reach, they love to reach people with the gospel. That's who they are. See, the, the, see, our children are not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. Now, here's a question for you. When did your faith first begin? When did your faith first begin? begin. You know, when I was first asked this question, I thought to myself, what are you talking about? I've always had faith. Man, I'm a Pacific Islander. Pacific Islanders are born with faith. But the more I examine my life, and if, especially if you've been brought up in church, if you've been brought up in church, which is honestly, that's amazing. And I think um, this is my, my, my heart for my children and their children, their children to be brought up in church. We kind of think, well, we've always, we're just kind of growing into it. We've had this faith. But then when I began to search my heart and think about this, and I realized my faith began with my grandmother, where my grandmother would, 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 would teach me how to pray, where she would read to me the Bible, where she would teach me psalms, and we would sing together these songs. And, and, and um, in fact, I've got a picture of my grandmother. Here she is. This photo was taken uh, 20 years ago. Why, why are people laughing when I say that? Actually, this photo was taken in 1982. 1982, um, I was just born. No, 1982, there we are. And this is, we're at Auckland Airport, and uh, my grandfather was just coming back from, from Raru, and we we're meeting them at the airport there. Um, and so, you know, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, no one can have faith without hearing the message about Christ. And see, where did my faith begin? It began for, through my grandmother, teaching me and, and, and telling me about the Word of God as, as this young child. So, so much so that when I got older, um, it just wreaked havoc in my life when I tried to do things my own way. And because the Word of God was in there, it, it was in there, and it just drew me back like no, one, like no one's business because of the seed that was sown uh, for this. And so and that's the Word of God. So where did your faith come from? It came from hearing, someone sharing. So here's, here's the thing. If there's people around you that have no faith, it's because they haven't heard. But let me tell you something. When you begin to share about what God is doing in your life, guess what's happening? You're sowing seeds, faith seeds. 
And it will begin to grow the more time they're exposed to that and hear that. But they cannot hear unless they've heard. Unless they've heard. Now, when we come to the, when we come to the Bible, when we come to the book of Exodus, amazing story of the book of Exodus, God's people are in slavery in Egypt. God rescues them, pulls them out of, out of slavery, and, he, and, he, and he, he makes a covenant with his people. And the people say, yes, yes, Lord, you are our God. Love the Lord your God, Lord, heart, all the soul, all our strength. You're our God. And, and 40 years later, he, he delivers them into the promised land. And the people of God, they've seen God's wonders. They've seen his majesty. They've seen his power and his provision. And they love God. And they're making declarations like, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. These were their declaration that they were making. And yet we make these declarations too all the time, don't we? Like we say, thank you, Lord, for delivering me from my despair. But, but when we go to the Bible narrative, something went wrong. Something went wrong when another generation arose. And if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to, to Judges chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, eventually that entire generation died and was buried. Which generation? The generation that saw the goodness of God. The generation that, that saw his provision. The generation that saw his mighty works. That generation died and was buried. Then it goes on. Then another generation grew up and didn't know anything of God or the work he had done for Israel. So another generation arose and knew nothing about God. Why? Because that generation never heard it from the generation that preceded it. It never heard the goodness of God. It never heard what God had done. Because faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is about Christ. In fact, when I, when I look at the, there's a generation arising in this country that know nothing about God. I've been doing Bible in schools for years and years and years, and it's amazing. Like, you know, we take for granted the stories in the Bible. There are generations right who, have, who don't even know who Noah is because they haven't heard. Even this country was founded on the gospel where, where, where in the 1800s, about 90% of Maori come to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior. This country went through a lot of hardships and, 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 there was a, and through troubled times. And then we go into this century, into the next century, into this century, generations have arisen because we're forgotten. We're forgotten. Sometimes it's because of the pain of our past. Things happen. But let us be a generation that reminds the next generation of God's goodness. Let us, be, let us begin here. Let us start now. You may be in a generation where you never heard the goodness of God. But let your generation begin here, begin now. Let us be a generation who declares the goodness of God to the next generation and to the next generation and to the next generation. Psalms chapter 145 verse 3. This is from the, the, the Message Bible rendering. Message translation is a thoughtful thought translation. Um, but I love, I love the thoughts, which means it's, they do all the translation for you without doing any, they don't have to do any work and you can be a bit lazy in reading your Bible. But anyway. This is their thoughtful thought translation. I love how they rendered it. This is, sorry, I get a, bit, a nerd out a bit on Bible. But anyway, Psalms 145 verse 3 says this. God is magnificent. Isn't he magnificent? God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. We can never stop praising God. Because, man, I think I've praised God enough today. No, no what are you crazy? We can never praise him enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. I love that. 
Your splendor and, and beauty have everyone talking. I can post songs on your wonders. Your marvelous doings are headline news. You know, I used to say to the youth, we need to make, make, make God more famous than the cock and bull. You know, because when people ask, we, oh, where's the church? Oh, you know where the cock and bull is? Well, that's where the, oh, yes, yes. Well, that's the road where the church is. You know, wouldn't it be great when someone asks you, where us is Elam Church? Oh, well, if someone asks you, where us is cock and bull? Well, you know where the Elam Church is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where the cock and bull is. Wouldn't it be so good if we made God more famous than the cock and bull? And that's no bull. But anyway. <laughs> Your marvelous doings are headline news. I could write books full of the details of your greatness. The fame of your goodness spreads across the country. Your righteousness is on everyone's lips. Sadly, in this country, his righteousness isn't on on everyone's lips. Why? Because a generation has forgotten. A generation has forgotten. Here's a key to this passage. This passage is verse 4. Verse 4 says this, Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Generation after generation stands in awe of your works. Each each one tells stories of your mighty acts. What's your purpose as a generation? What is your purpose? Your purpose is this, is to tell them his story. Is to tell them his story. Did you know if you put his and story together, you get history? Wouldn't that be amazing that, that you can then tell your, that your children and, the, and then their children tells their grandchildren, their grandchildren tells their ch- generations and generations, and they begin to give the history of God's love through the family. Wouldn't that be amazing? That I, we begin to live out the legacy, that I begin to live out the legacy of my grandmother, that I begin to live out the, you begin to live out the legacy of those who have gone before you. After one generation, after another generation, after generation stands in awe of your works, each one tells stories of their mighty acts. Tell them his story. You still have a part to play. This generation needs you more than ever before. In fact, I, I want to do an object lesson right here, right now. And so um, just to illustrate this point, and so I, I just want to know, um, if, is there anybody in this room, I'm, gonna, I'm looking for volunteers here, so I'm not telling you, put your hand up, and then, I oh, gotcha, could I pull you up here? So I'm looking for volunteers. Is there anybody in this room who is, oh, I'm looking for the oldest person in this room. Is there anybody, oh, I'll start with the uh, 90s, you're 90? Here we go. Uh, anybody here in the 90s? Just want to see, is anybody in the 90s? No, 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 okay. Anybody in the 80s? 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 Can I get you to come up? Can come up and join? And if I can get you, can I, I'll get you to stand all the way over here. Stand all over here, right? And I'm looking for somebody in their 70s. Seven, just that, right. Seven, anybody in their 70s? Right there, can, you come, can I get you to come up? 70s, come stand uh, there as well. And uh, yeah, just come up as well, that's fine. Here we go, come stand there. Both of you can come up, yeah, stand there. Uh, is there anybody in their 60s? 60s, see their hand? See right here, could you? Could you come up? Anybody in their 50s? Okay, saw this hand here go first and come up, Grant. Anybody in their 40s? That's my generation. Here we go. 40s, here. Come, on, come up here. Uh, anybody in their 30s? 30s. Here we go. 30s, come on. Come on. Could you just move, keep moving? Yeah, thank you so much. Keep moving. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. 
So I tell my kids in rugby, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Uh, anybody in their 20s? 20s? Josh, Josh, come over here, Josh. Here we go. Anybody, any, t- any teenagers here? Any teenagers? Any teenagers here? Okay. <laughs> oh, t- yeah, come up, come up, come up, come up, please. Thank you. Now, uh, with the, the power zone, oh, okay, uh, the, uh, anybody in the power zone age who are in primary age? Anybody here? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where are you go. Come up, come up, come up. Great, great. Thank you. Come stand. Uh, and is there anybody in this room pregnant? Anybody in the room pregnant? At the, get the, come on, come on up. Come on up. Here we go. There you go. Oh, fantastic. Can I get you just to sit here because you're pregnant? We want you to sit. So here we go. Have a seat here. There you go. Just sit, sit right there. Now, 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 your baby represents the unborn generation. Okay, so, um, so we'll get there. So we're going to start back down here. In fact, I need a microphone. What do I do with that microphone? It's up here. Here we go. Be with me, we are going somewhere with this. Okay, I'm going to give you this. You can hold this, you can say hello. In fact, uh, could you just stand forward a bit? Like, hello. Just, just come into the light a bit. There we go, there we go. And you can, can you just, just you, can both of you come stand on the light? There we go. Okay, so this is the object lesson. Great to have the kids in there. Come on over here. Can we give a hand for our Power Zone children? Great to have them in here, part of our service. Come on in here. That's great. There we go. This is a service I really wanted to get all the generations together. Um, I thought I might have been stretching too much if I brought all the preschoolers over, so I thought, let's just start here. Um, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get you to hold this Bible, and I want you to hand the Bible to the next generation. I know 10 years isn't a generation, but this is part of the object lesson. I want you to, as you hand the Bible to the next person, I want you to encourage them. Give them the Bible, encourage them, and then likewise, then you hand the Bible to the next person, you encourage them, and we'll go down the, we'll go down the generations. Okay, so, so uh, here we go. You ready? Let's see. So let, let's begin. You have your Bible, and please have a good laugh and read your Bible every day. <laughs> here we go. Listen, I'll do that for you. I'll hold, it, I'll hold it for you. Here you go. No, I'm not going to repeat uh, it. <laughs> okay, here we go. She said, uh, here's your Bible, and uh, enjoy it in, uh, for all your days. Read it every day. Fantastic. God bless you and use you to bless others through his word. This is for you. Try and read it as much as possible. God is love. God bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. Here is God's word and Jesus loves you. Be bold, be brave, be courageous. Come on. Um, the God that is in here is still the same one that is today. Come on. God loves you. Use this to get closer to him every day. Okay, now here we go. This is what we're going to do. Now, what, I'll, I'll hold this. What I want you to do, is it okay if he places his hand on your belly? Is that okay? Okay, so what, you're going to be speaking to the unborn generation. Okay, so I'll hold this and you can, and as you hand... Bible to mum, you speak to the unborn generation, okay? You encourage the unborn generation. Here we go. Please read the Bible and God will help. This, This is what I'm talking about. The children, they minister. 
they minister. That does bring tears to my eyes because I have a big passion for young people. But children minister, and they're the ministers of the unborn generation. They really are. The children love to pray. They love to obey the Word of God. They love to worship. They enjoy His presence. And they love to reach people for the gospel of God. Come on, you give them a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can have a seat. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, they need that anymore. I got my mic. This is your purpose. Children, this is your purpose. It's to, it's, to, it's to tell the next generation about the goodness of God in your life, that you are ministers. You are, God is calling you for such a time as this. You are so important. God loves you so much that God speaks to you every day. And He's called you to be the ministers of the next generation. That's who you are. You are the generation that will bless the next generation. And your purpose as a generation is to tell them His story. Let us not be a nation that has forgotten. Let us not have another generation rise up that have forgotten who God is and His work and His love. But let us begin here. Let us begin now. And let's begin to tell God, tell people His story.